Welcome to this new episode of State of Serum podcast. I'm Ben Boutey and I'm here with Matt Enstrom. Today we are going to talk about the first focus for any customer marketers, and that's building a customer-centric marketing strategy. How can you better deliver on your business goals through a customer-first approach? And now to this episode. Today we are going to be talking about a very important topic. It's uh, top of mind for us because it's something that's come up on basically every uh, customer marketing conversation we've had, and that's the the idea of customer centricity and what does that really mean and why is it so important for marketers in general. Over and over again when we ask marketers, what, especially customer marketers or those working with CRM, what their top goal is, what they're looking to achieve, customer centricity, customer first marketing, putting their customers first at the forefront of their strategy are all things that continue to come up over and over again. And I think, um, you know, lots of research that we've even done internally has shown that uh, customer focused marketing is just something that is is top of mind. And I think it is intuitive, obviously, customer marketers are going to be focused on their customers. But I think the way that they've perceived that they need to approach it has potentially evolved and changed, especially as uh, marketing has gone more digital uh, and in-store continues to garner uh, a little bit less market share in terms of revenue generated year in, year, uh, year in and year out. So I think overall, it's a really interesting topic and, um, you know, something that there's a lot to talk about. And I think a good way potentially to kick off the conversation is to ask the question, uh, you know, Ben, from your perspective, what, how do you define customer centricity? What does that really mean? Yeah, I, I'm so really aligned on the fact that that's the main topic that's center on every di discussion all conversation are about being customer centric um and that's for recent years and, and for a long time now but uh, that's really uh, an area that every marketer is making progress on uh, for sure but sometime um there is mistakes or, or shortcuts made in the sake of being customer-centric, that leads to action that are not really customer-centric or with a bias uh, from the marketer's point of view. And and so maybe uh, back to your question on, for for me at least, what is being customer-centric? Uh, customer-centric is really being careful and um, looking for the benefit we provide to the customer, what the, the benefit the customer is expecting, what is the customer experience uh, for the customer with your brand or with a product, uh, with uh, an experience? Uh, we are, I don't know if I go to the museum, there is a whole experience uh, to, uh, to live there and being customer-centric is getting feedback from the customer. That's the same in business when you, we sell product or offers um, that can be any department in the, in the industry, vertical, you are in a business, you want to be customer-centric to provide the best experience with your customer, the best benefit outcome for them at the D-Day, at this moment, in order for them to come back later. Because the ultimate goal to provide a good customer experience, to be customer-centric, is that the customer is talking about your brand friends so word of mouth uh, they are coming back in a few months to buy something else next week or next day 
I don't know, depending on your business. And but that's the long-term value, the lifetime value of the customer with your brand. That's why it's such important. If you don't care about your customer coming back tomorrow or next week, why would you care about that? If you don't care about your customer talking to their neighborhood or their friends about the good experience they had with your rep or your website, why do you care and serve them? So being customer-centric is really about making sure, being sure that making the experience of the customer good, and not just good enough, but really good at a point that the customer will be satisfied, will get benefit from this experience with your brand, your, your store, and come, will come back and drive more revenue or more business from himself or expand it with other people. Yeah, I mean, it sounds so simple when you say it, but it's really what you're saying is it's all about sort of perceived and realized value. Like a, yeah. a customer is expecting uh, a certain level of value from from your business, like through a product or service, and then it's all based on on realized value. So customer centricity in that way is really delivering on that, providing a value for customer. And that's, I mean, that's like business 101, but I think, you know, we live in a world where, the idea of customer centricity has become somewhat convoluted by all of these, uh, you know, potential ways that you need to be able to do that. And we talked a little bit about it last week with with some of the pitfalls potentially of personalization. And I think one thing that you know you've mentioned quite frequently is sort of this um, this potential uh, pitfall actually that customer centricity or a lot of marketers approach that by starting by focusing only on their customer and what they can understand. Maybe talk a little bit about why potentially that is a pitfall and may not align as much with their customer centricity goals as they think that it, it should. Yeah. So theoretically, the being customer-centric is starting with the customer, and that's normal. And in a lot of cases, that's the way to go. Because to be customer-centric, you need to bring the customer voice voice of the customer in your decision, in your data, in everything you do for your customer, that's better to get feedback uh, on the, the action, uh, feedback from your customer on this action, so you can improve and being sure that the benefit is really uh, pursued by the customer in a, in a, in a nice way. Uh, but one thing in this context is that you have your, you, you are working, uh, you have a business, you are promoting a certain amount of product or offers in your catalog. And you want to be customer-centric, listen to your customer in the context of your catalog. And the issue here uh, is that as a marketer, we avoid, we, we tend, and a lot of marketers tend to avoid some option for the customer. And one of these options is to say, I'm not interested by this product right now. So the option can be not the right time or not at all in the catalog, even if it's later. Um, and we, ca we can go through some examples. Uh, but um, the, the one I have in mind coming top of my head right now is that I will try to describe uh, an experience in the store that will talk to a lot of people that's let's say you go into a big 
electronic store, I mean, Best Buy, you walk into Best Buy, you walk in the main hall, and you are in a hunt of a new headset. Great. But on the path to the headset hall, you have this big area with all the TVs, and you have a rep on the side of the, uh, of the, 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 the area of the TV when you walk in front of him saying that, hey, you s- have you seen this uh, discount this sale on this TV that would you be interested? No, I'm here to buy a headset. And when you arrive in front of your headset, you have this rep coming to you again saying that, are you sure you don't want a TV? No, that's, I mean, you are, this person is not letting you the choice of, no, that's ri- not the right moment. M- maybe you want it, you will have the necessity to buy a TV later, but that's not the right moment. And I hope that illustrates the personalization uh, topic we, 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 uh, we, we are mentioning last week, but the, the fact that when we do personalization, uh, when, uh, the, 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 when we do, when marketers use platform for par- personalization, this personalization offers is based on their catalog. And unfortunately, a part of their customer, of the database, don't want to receive anything. But you are pushing them something in the sake of being customer-centric and personalized experience that is the best offer from a list that is not relevant. So that's the best of the worst. Oh, I don't know, how do you, na- do you name that? But yeah. that's, that's really, no, the best action is to not send something right now because there is no interest. And when marketers are saying that they are customer-centric and they do some shortcuts due to the fact that they have constraints for, from the business that's, uh, that exists and the, 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 the trigger, the, the, the what triggers this action is really the constraint and their goal to achieve in terms of business. But uh, that's uh, an issue of the short-term goals versus the long-term goals. So you are influencing and trying to push too much for the short-term goals, damaging the, the, the future. Um, and I have, I, have another, I have another example of, of a different kind of shortcut that's uh, not a good idea. We think that's a good idea for being customer-centric, but I think that's not. Let's say um, you want to bring the voice of the customer in the choice of how many communication you send to them. Best reflex saying that, okay, I will be customer-centric and open a preference page and they will be able to choose, my customer will be able to choose if they want to receive one communication per week, one every other week, two per month, whatever the the, the option you you, you will give them. Um, And that's okay. I'm marketers, I've done that. I'm super customer-centric. I'm listening to my customer and I I bring the voice of customer in in the choice for the communication. Wrong, wrong answer on that. That's not possible. That's not custo- being customer-centric. That's giving them choice in the context of you are sending them wrong communication, not the good communication, because you are not respecting them on the communication side and you are sending, you, are keep, you, you, you keep sending them wrong messages. So you give them the choice to leave this program or to receive less of this program. If you, the real problem is address the initial problem 
by sending the right communication? And then why would you ask them if they want to receive only one message per month or two per month or one per week? Because w they will not have to choose the frequency or the number of messages, but they will know that as a brand, you will contact them and make proposals that are only relevant to them. Yeah, that's interesting. It's almost like, uh, to your point, the pushy salesman, which I think everybody's experience at one time or another is just being replicated in, in the digital world. And I think that's you know something that, that we had talked about um, discussing was sort of how has digital evolution sort of changed uh, customer centricity and what that means. And I think what you've just illustrated is that in a way, a lot of the same old principles that applied to brick and mortar in-store shopping uh, hold true now. And that's that a good salesperson in a store isn't going to harass somebody over and over again, no matter how personalized they could be with things that aren't relevant to them. Because it all kind of loops back to the idea that realized value, me paying for something that I want and then getting benefit or delight out of it is ultimately what a consumer wants. It's why we buy things. It either makes our lives better or um, helps us achieve a task or, or brings us joy. And I know that that's maybe somewhat philosophical, but it is the reality of why people buy. And I think to your perspective, like you can, you can have, you know, emails that are, are designed specifically for people or that use like very customer centric language, or that I think a really good point you made as well is that might include things in them that, that are, that they might still not want, but are the best possible option just because you feel like you need to be continuing that communication. And then that's just going to lead towards value erosion through unsubscribes, uh, brand equity. Um, and if you lose a customer now, because you feel like to your point, like I can't, I have, to, I can't hold off on communicating. I have to keep, keep them in the cadence, whether it's email or SMS or digital or social or whatever your channel is. You're basically just saying like, I'm going to continue to communicate to them until they either opt to not engage with my brand anymore, or finally I find the thing that they want to buy. Whereas kind of looping back around what is the goal of customer marketing, what or customer centricity, what are they looking to achieve? And if it is business goals, like that's really where you have to start. And, um, you know, you can create, I think if you think about it, like a sort of a natural evolution to your strategy. If you sort of start with like, let's say take a product example, I have you know, a, a shoe that I need to push out this week. And not everybody in my database is going to want that particular product, but there are going to be a significant number of people who will be delighted or find use in that and want to hear about it. And so by sort of employing what you know about your customers, understanding what they want, and then executing that strategy to get them products that they want and then a clear path to buy that through your communication you're putting your customers first and you're able to deliver for your business in a way that allows you to keep a healthy database over time. I mean, it relates again back to some of the things that we were discussing with unsubscribes, but I think, I think that's an interesting concept where, you know, I think in digital, we've sort of think we need to create this brand new sort of journey or these experiences that are, are, really not grounded in terms of the reality of what people want, how they want to be communicated to, how they want to be talked to, and like how they want to engage with the brands that they love. And I think, um, you know, that's an interesting point that I think 
maybe customer centricity and the ultimate goal of that has caused marketers to go a little bit too far, um, where a little bit of patience, because to your point too, like somebody may not want to buy a TV now, but they may come back in the store six months from now and buy that TV. Or they may tell a friend that that store has a great selection of excellent TVs. They're looking for a TV. They should go there as well. And they're not going to do that if they have that bad store in-store experience. And the same thing with digital. Yeah, And, and to, your, to your point, an example that's making me think uh, about in digital, um, marketers are in front of a, a different problem than in-store. If you have a sales rep in a store, he's talking to one customer, one at a time. Uh, I don't know a lot of stores where there is one rep grouping 10 people and presenting a product, expecting all these 10 people to buy it and uh, saying that, oh, no, you want something else, but uh, no, the, the product you want to buy, that's really this one because you are in this group and you, you build a cohort and the segments, like uh, when you enter the Best Buy and uh, uh, the security guard is, wait, 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 uh, as soon as we have 10 people, you all go at the same time in the TV area and you will get information about one TV. No, that's not what happened in, in real store, but that's what happened in digital. Most of the time, that's marketers are making segments, a big group, and a big chunk of the database. That's not, we are not talking about 10 people. We are talking about 100 of thousands of people grouped together and say, oh, they will receive the same offer. Even, even though you are able to personalize a little bit the content with different offers, back to my initial point on the fact that some of them, they are receiving something with the best of a selection that makes no sense for them. So instead of not sending them a message right now, uh, you are still pushing something to them. Um, and this parallel makes just the digital marketers uh, I mean, that's a big challenge for, for, for the marketing. And uh, again, personalization engine tools sounds really good uh, way to address that. But um, unfortunately, we need to face the fact that in digital, we won't be able to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation like it can be in a store. We can be close to this kind of experience if we respect the customer and we accept that Sometimes someone say that, no, I don't want help. I don't need help. I don't want to listen to you right now. I will come back and ask you something later on and uh, are receiving and reacting to a communication next week. And I will come back on your website and buy uh, at this time this product. But right now that was not the right time. And the main complexity for the marketers is really to match the facts and the, the need, the, the willingness to be customer-centric and all these business goals for the business goals of promoting this product, of promoting this category of offers right now. Um, and for the sake of the business and the customer, the long-term long point of view or goal is often uh, hidden uh, because uh, that's not the... Uh, that's not the revenue of the day or, or the week. Yeah. Um, and I think like it, it to, to your point, digital marketers are a challenge in the sense that if, if 
back to the brick and mortar example, like if uh, somebody's looking for something in your store and they don't know where to find it, or they're looking at one pr- particular product but might be interested in some other things as well, you can ask them and yeah. have that conversation, and, and it's very easy to figure out like how to help them or direct them in, in to the right place. Or say, no, we're not going to have that in stock today, but if you come back in a week, we will. I think, you know, there are ways to do that digitally, but that, that becomes a lot more difficult because you don't have that opportunity to hear directly in, in, in that explicit way uh, from customers. I mean, there are ways that you can, but it's not necessarily scalable. So I think uh, obviously we can't talk about digital without talking a little bit about data, but that's, I think, where you know, marketers need to start thinking about smart use of data. And I think, again, I know um, we've talked a bit about explicit signals and things like that, but that doesn't always paint the full picture. And basically what that also enables you to do is to, again, just sort of identify the best possible pathway for a customer, even though that's not necessarily optimal. Um, And I think like you know, being able to use data in an intelligent way to understand. And there's a lot that it can tell you around all of the things that you said around, this is what I actually want. I, I might want to buy a TV, but I also might want a headset and I might want uh, potentially to look for a new cell phone case as well. And, you know, data can tell you that if you know how to read it or you have the capabilities to be able to read it, I guess. And so I think also just sort of shifting the way you think about, instead of using data to say, hey, I need to create a full journey or experience, it maybe is better to actually refocus it a little bit on demand. And then it kind of goes back to your point around, um, you know, ultimately getting value in the hands of customers, which is is ultimately the goal of, of any customer marketer. Yeah, and fortunately, um, nowadays technology works. Uh, and and that the technology exists to, to detect uh, uh, in turn, even with a, without explicit signal, um, that exists. The goal is not to promote what we do, but uh, but for sure uh, that's what we discuss with our clients, and uh, and that's what our, our platform is able to do. Uh, but I have an example in mind or, or something uh, to illustrate that from the data and the first party data. I mean, every business right now today is just collecting a ton of data. Even first-party data, we, we are <laughs> that's, a, that's a topic uh, that is really uh, uh, in the news everywhere and, and uh, everyone is talking about, but uh, I'm talking about first-party data. So the, the data points that your customer are generating with your brand, not what they are doing with other brands, not what they are doing on their uh, weather app, uh, doesn't matter, uh, that's the data and the data points and the, the, the behavior with your brand. This amount of data are huge. I know some of you listening to, <laughs> to the podcast are not yet fully organized to collect everything or not fully organized to use all this, this data collected. That's fine. I mean, let's need to start from, from s- somewhere and, and start with something. But all these data used with recent technology and new technology, they are th- the data is able to provide guidance, KPIs, information that will help inform the marketing plan. Like, oh, this is a topic uh, that you never talk about, 
But actually, three, four, five percent of your database will have a really high chance to buy that in the next days. And without engine technology, you can't detect that as marketers. Your gut feel is always good as a marketer because you know your product, you know you, you have these interviews of your customer, you talk to them maybe, you will get feedback from servers, that, and you have all this knowledge, but you can go over that. You can expand that, have, I mean, superpower, supercharged by, by technology. Uh, and that's our technology or other technologies. They are different approach. I just want the audience to avoid to get into the trap of the very shiny technology or approach saying that it will be customer centric uh, and that will be full automation while it's not customer centric. If you are looking for full automation, that's to solve your problem as a marketer. So you are selfish <laughs> on your problem, not on what the customer wants. So just avoid to to hide your, your, your challenge or your, what you are facing as a marketer. That's it. Everyone is facing the, the same kind of, uh, of problem and, and try to achieve the, uh, the and find solution for in their, in their context um, to solve the customer centric city uh, approach uh, with their customer. But don't do these shortcuts we mentioned earlier. That Don't take decision in the sake of customer centricity that's actually just hiding what you want to do as a business and especially push. Just Assume it and do the best you can to provide a good experience and being customer centric with your offers, with your customers. And that maybe mean that sometimes you don't need to contact them. That's not the right timing. Uh, just let's accept that and you will get a huge benefit in the long term. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, kind of come to come full circle, you know, to the point you were talking about earlier around the gap between customer centricity and, and ultimately business goals, uh, to your point, you know, a l that automated approach or, or sort of, you know, pushing specific things to customers based on, on what you think like that personalized journey should be doesn't necessarily align because you have a full product catalog, again, things that you need to promote and, and, uh, to your point, topics and things that you, you need to push out that might not necessarily be identified based on what your customers are explicitly telling you they want. So when you mentioned at the beginning that there's almost a mistake of specifically starting with your customers to be able to achieve this, you almost have to start with your business goals, find the best, uh, you know, the best intent, the best customer-centric model based on what would bring value to different segments of your customer database. And even if it's 5% want these red high tops, that's great. Then, you know, you can promote those red high tops to that 5% that will find value and be delighted by that product and then be able to achieve on the revenue goals for that particular product. So it's, it's basically thinking about it as not two separate things, but developing a customer-centric strategy by understanding what brings different segments of customers value based on the catalog of products and the business goals that you have and delivering that customer-centric strategy to achieve those goals. And that's essentially, I think, how you can bridge that gap and realize a lot of success as a customer marketer um, 
but it's just maybe a little bit of a different way of thinking about about uh, accomplishing that. Yeah, that's. Um, I I know that it's, we can talk about that for for hours. Um, maybe that's time to to wrap up the, this episode, and, and we'll have a follow up. Uh, but uh, if I want to s sum up what we said, that we are not saying that you can't be customer centric. What we are saying that to be customer centric really provide the best experience, you have constraints. You have your business, you have your catalog, you have business goals. So examine that goals, uh, the, the goals you have, the, the product you have, and work from that to provide the best experience to your customer. And if you provide a good experience, and only to the customer with, with intent or interest for these offers, then you are customer-centric because you respect this the customer who wants the product, but the more important part, you respect the one that are not interested by that offer you have right now. And I think that's really something to think about in every action uh, as marketers. Uh, we need a... We, we need to uh, to we, we need to think about that for every action we, we are putting in place a new new action new new communication that's really important to uh, to have absolutely excellent point to end thank up. you for listening to our latest episode if you enjoyed this week's topic and we hope you did let us know by leaving a five star rating on apple podcast and don't forget to share it with your network see you all next week